0: Ah, you weren't expecting that. Free content.
1: The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo and Sam Wilson.
2: Welcome back to The Dropback Podcast. I'm Sam Lewis and joined by Matt Burns Peak. How's it going, Sam? Joe Costanzo. Howdy, slew? And Stan Wilson. How are you all doing, fellas? Yeah, not bad, thank you. So we got a lot of stuff to get into today. I mean, we don't actually have any games to preview this week, so we're going to take a week off from that and come back with a Big Brain film study episode next week that Joe will be leading with his big old
3: football brain.
1: Ah, uh, you're, you're forgetting about the um the Madden Pro Bowl that's happening this weekend.
3: Well, oh, that would be definitely worth a watch.
1: We've got, we've got a preview of Mori um, playing for the NFC. I'm not sure he's playing for the AFC, but um, it's, it could be a good one. I'm telling you. What do
2: you mean he's playing for the NFC? You couldn't just go oh, one he's episode. On. Kyler <laughs> he's playing Madden. He's flipping out the Is old what doing? Yeah, yeah it's,
1: it's on Madden.
2: He's oh, got, I've got it up on the bloody must It my mind because I cared so much about
3: that.
1: No need to be a Debbie Downer.
3: Mm. It's not cool to hate things that other people like, Sleep. Hell, man. I'll, I'll lead it, though.
0: George
1: just mean, his Carson and trust- Wentz's trash at Madden.
2: You don't know that. What does mean? <laughs> anyway, so we should actually review some actual football. We can get into the Madden review next week if you want, Stan. I will expect a full uh, game I'll, report. I'll pass on that. I'll okay. On that. So let's kick it off with the NFC Championship game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers went out this offseason and got Tom Brady, the hopes of getting to a Super Bowl, and they did. What were the key talking points from this game, Stan?
1: Tom Brady was just phenomenal. He just makes everything look so effortless. I know Matt's going to hate me saying this, but to be the age at the age of 42 and still playing better than the majority of quarterbacks in the NFL, I think it's just it's incredible, especially when you look at the massive drop-off that Drew Brees has taken, and he's like at pretty much the same age as Tom Brady as well, isn't he?
2: I think he's a year younger. He's but like 41, yeah, 42.
1: Still, yeah, there, there you go. Tom Brady's older. And just doing things that still most quarterbacks can only dream of. He's made a he's made a Super Bowl at forty two years old when most quarterbacks would never even do that in their entire career. So, props to him. And yeah, he's just still makes throwing the ball look effortless.
0: His receivers didn't do him that um, that well that, that that game because like he he had so many opportunities where. Whereas the pass down the seam to Johnson or a few times to Godwin as well where there yeah. was just some terrible drop balls there were just right on the money. Great throws.
3: Yeah. So, Do we want to talk about the three inceptions as well? Were they?
0: Yeah, were they I was
2: going to say. The, I think two of them were the first half. So. On we were saying that Tom is still at that level.
1: Two of them weren't his fault though. The the th- I know one of them especially was he was literally hit, hit as he was thrown. And then another one of them was Mike Evans tipped it up.
2: That was a little bit high, though. I mean, yeah, it's catchable, it but it wasn't like he put it on. It's catchable money for, for Evans. a
1: guy who many say is is the best jump ball receiver in the league. So,
3: who says that is mum?
2: Oh,
1: I've <laughs> I, I, I've heard those that narrative. I've heard it. it my mum
3: says it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I was just going to say I'm I'm surprised that your biggest takeaway from that game, Stan, was Brady being great. My biggest takeaway was the Bucks' defense being very, very, very good, and also. Aaron Rodgers being completely held out to dry by a combination of bad play calling and bad drops.
2: Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah we said drops. last week how so much of the Packers' offense is built off that running game. And down it, not like they were chasing the game in a big way. They were down one possession and run it once in the fourth quarter. For oh, nine they completely yards.
3: abandoned it. They just they packaged that run game up and threw it overboard. they just it had no interest of running the ball. Which didn't really work for them.
2: I mean, it basically cost them because they got those three turnovers towards the end of the game, got basically nothing from the first two, mm. two three and outs, I think, and it it just felt that they were a bit stiff, trying to rush it a bit too, rather than just taking it with the flow of the game. I don't think they're acting a lot more panicked than they needed to at that moment.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. especially when the entire basis of the offense, as you said, runs off that that outside zone run game.
2: Mm. Weird as well, the whole fallout between the fourth down situation it seems weird that if Rogers is calling calling the plays at that moment in time why well, he's not saying right this is four down territory this is three down territory that seems like something that you hear players say is in place going into the drive or into that set of first and ten
3: yeah I mean to be honest actually like at the time I was very much like this is stupid and I still don't think it was the right call but I can sort of see a little bit why Matt and Flew went for it judging on there how how that drive went when they got to the red zone there was a few like very clear errors from I, I can't remember who it was but someone ran just the complete wrong route and Aaron Rodgers threw it to where it should have been it probably would have been a touchdown but the bloke I think it was
2: that was the miscommunication was that Lazard yeah. on to the right think side it was Lazard. The yeah, yeah yeah yeah
3: um so there were a few of those errors where it was like these guys just making like stupid plays. It's not like we've called a play and it just hasn't quite worked. It's just people making mistakes which have killed the play before it starts. And I think Lafleur didn't back that if he called a play on fourth down they were going to execute it right because at that moment in time they weren't executing very well.
1: I'd still take it. You've got Aaron Rodgers yeah. there. You've, I mean, he's like got cons- a, pretty, pretty much a playoff consensus tournament.
2: MVP. And the yeah. thing is, you got to trust you, him. Either way, what happens? You need to get the ball back and score a touchdown.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, like the I other still thing is it's the wrong call, but the I, I wrong call
2: as well. well. But they kept throwing it in the red zone. Whereas all season, they've—I looked up—they were fifty-fifty in the red zone. So it was specific for this game. Mm. They're like, right, we need to pass the ball in the red zone.
1: Yeah, there's a reason they keep like Jamal Williams there. Like it's for those. It's in the goal line. He's very, very good. They got AJ Dillon as well for that. I mean, Aaron Jones himself isn't bad at it. But yeah, it just seems really, really weird. They just completely went away from their identity, their style of play. And, yeah, it showed on the score
2: sheet. It's not like they weren't running the ball especially successfully as well. They yeah, were like yeah. 4.2 yards a carry. So it's not should, like the punts of a good run defence, but they weren't stuffing them every time.
0: Anyone see, see that one play from AJ Dillon where he was, by all means, on the ground and somehow stayed up and gained like seven yards? Just... Mm. Beautiful to watch, like a six foot four, two hundred and fifty pound back, just refused to go down with three guys around him. I
2: doubt he's I'm six foot sure 4 I'm pretty sure AJ Dillon is what Joe wishes he was. <laughs> I love the lust in your voice. I as think you he is six foot four. There, Joe, as well. Yeah, he also thinks off. he's five ten, so
0: somewhere <laughs> between six two and six four. Running backs aren't that big. Freaking
2: Do you reckon Kevin King was allowed back in the training room? I was oh. gonna. <laughs> he
1: was. <laughs> he was awful. He was very. very you just bad. see yourself yeah. out.
3: I don't remember, uh, sin- since the Devontae Davis retiring at halftime, I don't think I've seen a corner struggle so much in a game consistently. I
1: mean, Carlton Davis was pretty bad on the other side, but you just don't notice it because they were on the winning
2: side. Exactly. Yeah, that is, that is true. That is and true. Partially, Joe was right, that long touchdown before halftime, he was the one saying, right, that's a terrible play call. Cool. Why is it single, high man? But at the same time, just get over the top. Yeah, you do if have you to let know. Let him catch it underneath. That's fine. Exactly. It's still a one possession game. The whole but... point
1: is you play you play bail technique, especially that in that sort of situation. It's on man on man coverage, especially like that. You're given you're given man everywhere he goes. That's that's the call you're given. You stick with your man no matter what. You don't play the eyes of the quarterback. You don't keep your eyes in the backfield. You play your man, and he should have flipped his hips and just carried on following Scotty Miller as soon as he broke to the outside. It, it just it, ran backwards from the yeah. start to or, be honest I don't <laughs> well, understand the like the back Rappi. pedal's great for about five yards but then as soon as your receiver makes his cut and he made his cut to the outside he took that outside yeah then and you've got to, got to go your... with him yeah you've got to flip your hips around and then um, chase him
3: I know that and I was retarded when I, I was going to say we've got, <laughs> two,
2: we've got two underspeeded DBs on the podcast so just bail perfect <laughs> position to talk about this if you Obviously, look a
3: bit a quick level.
1: just bail just bail yeah I, mean, I think we are
2: somewhat underselling that the Bucks did play well, especially yeah, in that first did. half. They did. They it seemed that every third and long or key situation they were able to get those chunk plays. They scored I just really touchdowns enjoyed that. on both their turnovers.
1: Yeah, and I just really enjoyed that game from the Bucs. I thought it was just it was just a very very just fun performance all round. Like Murphy Bunting, he got another pick, didn't he? Brady played well. The the offense played well apart from a few drops and stuff. Yeah, it was just, it was just fun football to watch.
2: And it was that key goes. moment either side of the half where they got a turnover and a touchdown, both sides.
1: And what those yeah. momentum plays that you you got to have if you want to make Super Bowls, and that's what they that's what they
2: did.
0: Yeah, I remember we were watching it. Stan uh, pretty much wrote off the the Packers a little bit early, and they started getting back into it. And then the sneaky little
2: oh, maybe they're back in again. <laughs> oh wait, no. <laughs> to be fair,
1: they, they did their best to choke it at one stage, didn't they?
2: They did. You did self-proclaim yourself onto freezing cold takes, though. I did.
1: I did. Um, <laughs> I was a bit too, a bit too soon to speak.
2: It was a bit of a weird game, though. The I think it was one of the few times you'll see, especially in the playoffs, where a team has more of the ball and more turnovers yet still loses the game.
1: It's probably because they just weren't they weren't very efficient. They just possessed it for like a good amount of time, but just did nothing with it. It was pretty pretty stagnant.
2: It was a pretty typical Arians offense, actually. Some a lot of big chunk plays.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Right, off the back of what we said before, and I know we always have this debate, Stan, about running teams always being running teams, and but on the other always side have of this it, debate, like,
2: Joe's still livid. After no, we, last so week. but you lines. know
0: when we talk about how you know, passing teams can't match up. Um, but, but when the people are, like when the Packers got behind, they completely abandoned their, their running attack, and it didn't benefit them in any way. It, it are clearly... West Coast,
1: and they only, they were not even behind that much. But if you're going to keep if you're going to keep on going for a slow, because the West Coast offense, the whole point of it is that it's it's short yardage, and you basically just dink and dunk your way up the field. But that's that that's not that doesn't work when you want to score quickly, and they want to score quickly. I'm not saying I would I would have made that decision myself. But that's the reason they went away with, with it. it. Was because they wanted to score quickly.
2: But they didn't need to. This is what I was saying. Exactly. About the panic they didn't. Earlier they on. didn't they were need to score down. They, they, they panicked were five way too points quickly. Points down on those two three and outs in a row.
1: No, I agree with you there. I'm not saying I'm not saying it was the right decision to make. I'm just saying that's the decision that that they made.
2: Yeah. Regardless yeah. of scheme, I, I wouldn't have completely
0: abandoned one of their biggest strengths throughout the season. It was a close game as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm.
2: And we can't move on from this game without talking about how. The Aaron Rodgers press conference has been completely blown out of proportion based on one little quote. This is like, it's the issue. You take one quote, if you listen to the whole interview, he hasn't said anything that bad. He's basically said, I'm not in control of the situation. I don't, he hasn't said that I don't want to be at Green Bay or anything next year. He you know what?
1: I reckon, I reckon Aaron Rodgers could be like one of those old school quarterbacks, like the player coaches, the quarterbacks who just sit out there and call their own players at the same time. I know that's what he does half the time when he, he um, pretends that his headset speaker is not working, but I reckon he could do it.
2: Yeah, well, he was saying he was calling plays because that's why he was like, well, I wasn't told it wasn't four down territory because I was calling plays at that moment. But it's not like he was doing it without permission. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes he does it without permission, but.
3: He wasn't being insubordinate.
0: If you're on a two-minute drill, you know, trying to score points quickly, you're going to trust Aaron Rodgers to call the
2: plays at the end of the day. Yeah, agreed. But none of us think that he's going to ask for a trade or anything like that. If it's, oh, no. He's going he, to be he, at he, Green he, Bay borrowing something dumb from Green Bay management. They
0: won't
1: trade him.
2: They
0: yeah, can't that's, trade that's him. That's not what he was saying at all, anyway. I've
1: heard people in different communities saying, oh, he can't get the job done. Like they, We keep on going to NFC Championships and losing.
2: They wouldn't be at NFC Championships without him.
1: There so, you go. If you don't think Aaron Rodgers is the man for the job, then you have something wrong with you because he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time.
2: And the job's wrong. Moving on to the AFC Championship game, the Buffalo Bills, it was a lovely story. I don't know why I would say lovely story. It's so condescending, that sounded oh, coming out of my mouth. Wow. Oh, they did well, didn't they? But they, they did tried. four short against the Chiefs, who finally, after months of everyone basically saying, Oh, they can turn it on at any time they want.
1: They turned it on. Finally, turned it on
2: <laughs> when they wanted. Yes.
1: I think, obviously, the offense deserves a lot of credit, but Steve Spagnola, again, just served up at, like a completely perfect defense. He... Was
3: that a pasta pun? Steve Spagnola <laughs> served up.
1: <laughs> it wasn't. It may have been like, subconscious stretch, in my head, man. but no, I didn't, I didn't intend for that. Like, like Todd Bowles, he's been great at disguising coverages during the playoffs. And the blitz he's been able to dial up. like You heard uh, Tony Romo talking on Sunday about how like sticky their man defence was. And I think that's the best way to sum it up, really. They were all over the Buffalo receivers. They couldn't get the separation. And that's why Josh Allen struggled. And that and the um, disguised coverages.
0: The Chiefs defence is kind of doing what it did last year when it hits the playoffs and, and they start really putting the afterburners on. And yeah. I think
1: they are definitely a playoff defence. They, they step up in the big moments and you yeah. can see that the turnover's tyran matthew offers them so much versatility because he, you can you can line him up on the field then he can either be playing that middle read zone he can play a deep half middle third he can be playing as a stock corner he can do anything so when you see him on the field lined up it's lined up as a safety that's not an indication for the player at all because he can easily drop down and yeah. they rotate their safeties an awful lot because of that
0: i think the bills look good in parts but they weren't weren't really ever no. good in this game yeah. I would say that when you look at the scoreline, it's closer than you think. It was but, really underwhelming. It was really underwhelming game. It's hard to even with like a recovered onside kick and stuff. Like,
2: it, it's nice. Yeah.
0: but it's hard to score outscore thirty eight
2: points. Josh Allen didn't just didn't look like the guy who'd looked like all year. Basically, no, yeah. decision making sure. at times was questionable. His accuracy wasn't there consistently. It, it was, was like, like a throwback to rookie Allen. And there were there were times when he's like, "Oh, I need to get this to Diggs." when there's a check down or someone else open but like the place designed for zigs and rest of the year moves on to the next target hits it first down but we just didn't really see that today or that's like Sunday. rookie elites
1: that's like the rookie elite receiver syndrome or whatever it is like when they you, you've got like a young qb and the, their instant reaction is just to force the ball into their elite receivers like what we saw justin herbert do early on with um Keenan you know, Allen yeah. Don't you before dare. they
2: slander Justin Herbert.
1: I'm oh, not slandering Justin Herbert. I'm saying early ass. on. I'm saying early on he did force the ball into Keenan Allen, and then as soon as he stopped forcing the ball lot, into though. Keenan, Allen... not for my fancy team, it didn't, Joe.
3: Yeah, not in the win column. That's the <laughs> only mean, stat that matters.
1: <laughs> yeah, if a QB doesn't get wins, he can't be good.
0: Also, to be fair to Josh Allen, like he won his first playoff game this year. Like he's still a very young QB and to to hold him to this high regard despite the fact he had a really good season is just i think he's still going to make mistakes Football's Human. still
1: football though mm. and he was to, he's he was supposed to
2: win MVP at one point in the season so yeah. I, I don't think i don't think it's harsh to criticize someone i think it shows how far he's grown that we you're able to criticize him...
1: Him in a in a playoff game
2: exactly yeah. I wouldn't say like he looked like his rookie Josh Josh Allen. No, I think what I was that was Matt that said like a rookie. I said he was reverting to some There was a little bit scatter shot. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, still you've got to keep in the context of what we've seen from Josh Allen this season has mm. been unreal. Like he's been so, so, so good and so much better than last season. That's why I was, you know, a little bit surprising to see some of those. Bits where he makes the wrong decision because he has been he has not proved that so much this season.
2: Yeah, I mean we we've said it. It's be, it was basically last year's offense for the Chiefs, wasn't it? Again, Mahomes didn't look hindered by any bum foot or anything like that. Hill and Kelsey were piling up yards. They oh, basically don't well. even need a running game or anything, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, like a running game helps, but yeah, they 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 they've just got receivers. That could be Olympic sprinters in like you have got Hardman, you have got Hill, you've got Kelsey as well, who's just a receiver in a tight end's body, and then of course you've got perhaps who is going to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You have got Patrick Mahomes, and you just can't. You, there are some games we just can't beat them because of the fact that they're always just gonna, they're going to they're just going to score. They're just going to score over and over again. And if you fall behind quickly, you're done.
3: Also, I really liked the Nicole Hardman comeback story in in one game of muffs a punt and then looked like he was doing a full-on oh, it was a roller coaster and then a roller coaster was, emotions came back scored the touchdown Everyone was like oh, oh
0: boy yes yeah, you're supposed to get emotional in the championship game there <laughs> yeah i can't can't blame. oh you. yeah
3: absolutely like he made, made a mistake and the Bills scored from it like you're gonna be disappointed but it was nice to see that he had a big impact on the game in the right way
0: on note of um, Chiefs receivers, I genuinely think Tyreek Hill might
2: be the best receiver in the league. I don't think that's a bold take. You can't okay. even really counter it after you have a championship game like that. True. Uh, he's not a prototype receiver in any way, but he puts up ridiculous yards, always comes up big when they need him.
1: If you compare him to someone like DeAndre Hopkins, who people unlike Julio Jones, the difference is it's just like the race car speed that Tyree Kill has, yeah, sure, He, as you said, Luke, he's not a prototypical receiver, but he gets the job done in his own way that no one else can replicate. And if you're looking for a receiver who's going to get you yards, score you touchdowns, then you're going to go for Tyree Kill, aren't you? Just because he doesn't fit the prototype doesn't mean he can't be the best at his position.
2: Exactly. And, yeah, it, and, he does, and he wins can't. one-on-ones anyway. It's not like he yeah. gets bullied out at the end yeah, exactly. or anything like that. Joe mentioned last week how he's got hots for days and will come down with the 50 50 bulls
0: he will yeah he will. He, he, he far outplays his
1: height yeah
0: i do think speaking people... as a
2: short man that is beautiful <laughs> to see aspirational yeah. i imagine yeah.
1: i do think people have a sort of prejudice against tyreek hill when they're talking about this at the um the top receiver conversation for exactly the reason i just mentioned cuz he doesn't fit the prototype he's not your your tall big body route runner high point in the football your sort of guy like DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, he, maybe Mike Thomas. He's just he just he does his own thing. and He does it well. That's the simplest way to put it.
3: Mike Thomas. I
2: can't believe you great. just put Mike Thomas in there. And people say it. Mike it's Thomas. I
1: don't agree with it. You didn't I have support. to put it in. That was your okay. decision to mention. I now, I now, rescind Mike, Mike
2: Thomas from my as previous. As if you say Mike also Thomas before you say Devonte Adams, that is exactly. blasphemous.
3: Can I make a point as well on on Mike Thomas? How much of a shit look it was from him just fucking Twitter beefing throughout the Carlton championship games? Yeah, it was like, mate, you're such a loser. He did. He, he doesn't stop winning. Just got to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Exactly, like, me. just fucking take your L and jog on.
1: And to be fair, Carlton Davis did completely bottle him up as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. you can't yeah. Twitter beat someone after they beat you up.
1: Yeah, it's like, haha, someone else beat you, but you beat
2: me, so... So what you're saying is that someone's better than you, Mike Thomas. Yeah. Exactly. That's what you're going out there and saying.
3: Carlton Davis is currently playing a game. What, he's not going to fucking reply to you, mate, is he?
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're <laughs> at him. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Ridiculous
2: or ridiculous little brat. Anyway, now that we do know who's in the Super Bowl, we can review our Super Bowl brackets. And top of the leaderboard is two people 10 points ahead of everyone else. None of us. So it's two of our listeners. It's Joe Kirkpatrick and Nathan Picks. So congratulations Ooh. to you two. Well, fellas. First place out of us is you know what? Shall start at the bottom. Yeah, I'm at the, bottom.
3: Start at the bottom. I'm Why at the bottom.
2: There's no, so a skim past that.
3: <laughs> then it's
2: Stan Wilson, regular season winner, Stan Wilson. Postseason loser. Tied oh, second place is Dan and Joe Costanzo. And which means somehow, shockingly, the lead the host with the most points. Oh my
3: god.
2: Is Matt Peak.
3: Oh, my god. The hostess
2: was the mostest.
3: Oh, boys, it's been a pleasure. You know, it's been a long ride, ups and downs, but we've got there and I, I couldn't be more pleased. But yeah, and I've also picked the Chiefs to win it overall so that we could basically lock uh, me in for winning the whole thing.
2: Well, it means Joe basically has to go with the Bars no, because for I'm... chance of winning. Well, how it down and I? You were tied up. You're two points behind Two points. Now. I mean, you may as well.
0: Yeah, but I said this last time when I was trying to equalise Stan at the end and that just made me look... Uh, That
1: screwed you up so badly. But I don't know because
0: if it's like continuous correct picks, if Matt changed his picks last week, then it might have...
3: Mate, I haven't touched it since I set it. Set it and forget it. Set Uh, it and forget it. Damn it. Yeah. God damn it. I'm the
2: worst. Okay, so I think we should before Joe gets really upset cuz he came into the show thinking he was in first place because I may have <laughs> told, told him me it, I was I may have told him that it was in first place so. <laughs> but the let's move on to some people that will hope they're as good at picking as Matt Burns peaks. didn't think you'd be saying that <laughs> no I didn't <sighs> but let's have a look at the coaching hires we didn't do it last week a for time constraints and b we thought they would all be filled by this week but one team I don't know. It doesn't doesn't matter
1: because they're going to be terrible anyway. They're doing their own thing.
2: So let's kick it off with the Atlanta Falcons who hired Tennessee Titans' defensive coordinator, Arthur Smith. Good move or bad move?
1: This is a good move for Todd Gurley because Todd Gurley, last time he was in a similar system to this, he absolutely thrived in it under Sean McVay. Arthur Smith does a very similar thing. We did a very similar thing over in Tennessee with Derek Henry. Obviously, um, Gurley's not going to receive the same volume as Henry. However... I think we're going to see a massive improvement in numbers from Gurley next year. And perhaps Matt Ryan can benefit from that as well if they keep him.
2: Well, yeah, Matt Ryan. You say Gurley's last time in this system. Last time, Ryan was in a similar system. He won MVP.
1: That mm. is true. So, the old Mike Shanahan offense. You have to
2: wonder if that played a large part that they've got two big-name players that have had similar success in the past.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. that system's is built for everyone, though. If it goes right, everyone's a winner.
0: I'm very weary to... Compare Gurley to Derrick Henry in general. I'm not comparing Henry.
1: them. I'm saying that they're the feature back in both offenses.
3: Yeah, but Todd Gurley's yeah, got yeah, but... cardboard knees, mate. He's not going to be able to.
0: Todd deal Gurley with that took a significant step
1: back this year in
0: general. I mean, it's not his
3: fault. He's just. Yeah,
0: obviously not. Problems, he's got an arthritic sorry. knee. But... Yeah, he's
1: arthritic knee and overrated in the first place.
0: Okay, well, that was a bit mean. Well, when he was good, he was amazing, but it... Derrick Henry's by and large the best running back in the league for the last two seasons, so. I don't know.
3: (laughs) I like the move. I think it... I I like the move from the point of view of the best players on that Falcons roster are on the offensive side of the ball. So I like go out and get a good, creative, offensive mind to get the best out of them. I think that's a good move. Yeah.
0: It depends, but going back to what we were saying before, like, what is the expectations here for for the Falcons? Like, what are you expecting out of your coach? Are you expecting... Them to turn around
2: and get to the playoffs next season, I don't think, I think it's, within it's realistic. I think, I think that's realistic. I mean, looking at the roster and especially the offense and the amount of money you've got sunk into Ryan, it almost seems like a last ride for him kind of situation. Yeah,
1: I don't think the playoffs are unreasonable. If they could get in as a wild card team quite easily,
2: it's an open division.
1: Yeah, they, they've got the offseason. They've, they've especially got like now f-
2: with the Saints threes. and the situation they're in.
1: Mm. They've got the, they've got the fourth overall pick as well, and if they don't spend that on a quarterback, there's a chance that they get they could land a top offensive tackle either Penixial or um, nah, Rashawn Slater. They could go they could go wide receiver. They could. Get,
2: bloody not! I'll be. They could,
1: <laughs> they they could trade back enough. and take a take a corner. Like they they've got all the leverage in the world with that pick. And I think mm. that's, I think it's a great situation for them to be in, unless yeah. they take a quarterback, which they shouldn't. It's,
3: it's a shame it's they're not
1: about a D line draft.
3: Yeah, or better, like DB draft. As it's well. not
1: bad. It's not. It's not. It's not bad. Yeah, but it's not, it's not just like there, there's their, no their top... position
0: in the draft doesn't really.
1: No, but no. In terms of first round talent, yeah, the edge rushers are nowhere near the same level. But in you terms haven't
2: of got depth, that guy that there always seems to be, there's no that yeah, guy. It's athletic just... freak that's never before seen. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, if we're talking athletic,
1: if we're talking athletic freak and, and prototypical like four three DN, you got Greg Rousseau. But
0: you hate pe-
2: Greg Rousseau. I hate That's him. I do hate. I do hate if Greg Rousseau. We're talking Rousseau. great guys. Then we've got this guy that I don't he's rate very highly.
1: Well, sorry, sorry. He's a prototyp- He's a prototypical he four-three-d d and amazing. he's a he's a freak athlete. That's what I'm putting on the table. I'm not talking about his play style. Oh, nice, uh, Dion I Jordan. I don't rate that, but always yeah. wanted
2: one of them. Always yeah.
1: wanted one of them. He's no Von Mack, though.
2: No, no matter what. Let's move on to. So the Detroit Lions hired someone who may have given the best ever uh, introductory oh, They hired a, conference conference. a hype man. They I'm hired amazing. a hype man. I was oh, unsure about it, but then I listened to the press conference and I was like, you know what? I get it. You know, so I've been getting negative this. press for that. People are like, like, I can't believe the Lions hired this guy.
3: Well, those people are idiots and they're going to lose their kneecaps.
0: <laughs> you know what? Like, we were saying this when we were talking to Spencer, but the... Having a motivating coach is so cool. underrated. Everyone's thinking too much about these these amazing minds and hiring whoever's been near Sean McVay or Carl Shanahan. But
3: yeah,
0: on the other side of things, you you have to be able to motivate a team. What I saw out of that press conference is Dan Campbell can
2: obviously motivate. Oh
3: yeah, Mate, him. Dan Campbell just hiring a, a good alleged. coaching
2: staff around him to deal with the O exactly. side of it. So he can be that locker room leader, get the guys going,
0: and that's that's in my opinion the most important thing for a head coach: building the right culture. And we saw it, we see it, biased once again from John Harborough. Like he's he's not he's a special teams coach, came from Philly, and he's built a, a great culture and trusts his coaches around him to yeah. do their jobs on offense and defense. And yeah, exactly. That's, that's evidently
1: worked. A lot more than hiring this amazing technical mind. Yeah, because at the um, end of the day, you can just stick him as an offensive coordinator. Like it's it's what's happened with Greg Roman. Like, I was a bit foolish and thought he was gonna get a head coaching job, but if you look at the offense he runs, he coaches it all from the booth and he's done it he's done it from the booth for quite quite a long time. And I think he's quite he's quite happy up there sitting on his own, calling play, calling the players down. Yeah. Got
3: a bov roll, yeah, coat yeah. on. Lovely and they're time. not
2: in a position where they need to win now anyway. They're fully rebuilding. Matt Stafford's on his way out of there, which is great for Matt Stafford. And it
0: was a mutual decision.
2: It was a mutual decision, but I, it almost is decent for all sides because the Lions aren't in a position to compete at all. And is this a pause for you, Joe, because you think they are? No, I was just... No, keep keep going with what you were saying. I was uh, going to add well, something. Meant, look, they could do with whatever they're getting back for Stafford because they need to blow it up and rebuild. And the more... Assets they can get right now, the better.
1: Yeah, they could um, get a lot of draft capital from that, especially if the rumors of Deshaun Watson going for three first rounders, Matt Stafford would be at least two, if not more. No, Probably I think I think they'll
0: 10. they'll get one first rounder for, for Matt Stafford. I think that's like the going rate, realistic. But <sighs> I think any team that's in that conversation to try and get Deshaun Watson, I don't understand why you wouldn't also be in contention to try and get Matt Stafford. Um, because of the I age factor the very, age. and the, yeah. the the salary cap though, that it's a very Salary-friendly cap hit in the modern like QB market as well. I think it's like only like twenty-two million a year or twenty-three million. Oh, that's Poor a steal!
1: Man. That's a yeah. steal. Sign him up.
0: Exactly, but like you compare it to these ridiculous like the Sean Watson rumors and compare his salary hit to someone like yeah. Matt Stafford, and considering what we saw out of Matt Stafford last
2: last year. It'd be good to see him on a contender, wouldn't it? I feel he's earned that. The amount of, like, broken backs and necks he's played through, he deserves a shot at a championship run.
3: And, I mean, it's not just what we saw out of him last season, as Joe said, but it's like what we've seen out of him pretty much throughout his career of being fucking baller and just being completely let down by an organization's ineptitude of building a team. Yeah.
2: Name other than Calvin Johnson. Name a great player that's been there since he was drafted.
1: Well, Kenny Galladay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Chester.
1: I mean, he's good,
2: but <laughs> no, he's not no, a pro, is he? That's yeah, outrageous. No, like that you've had this guy for ten years and not one put enough time. Not one year have you gone like, right? We can make a run this year. Exactly. Well, I mean, Marvin can't. Jones was <laughs> good decent, to... but. Not exceptional. Again, they're nice pieces. Yeah. Like, I've got nothing against they The number
1: Jones. twos.
2: He'll be he'll be relieved. Yeah, and it's
1: not and just that he's he's, he's
0: not had like a good O line the whole time.
1: Effect. He has to have that as well. With the Watson, you you can get away with it because of his mobility. But with a, a true pocket passer like Matt Stafford, you do need to he's... have an O line. No, but but
0: he's he's not had a great O line his whole career, and he's still been phenomenal.
2: They had, didn't have a thousand yard rusher. Wasn't it didn't they go like four years or something without having rushed for a hundred yards in a game?
3: Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right.
2: that, was, that was a crazy stat.
1: We get on the weekly with Kyla Murray, but that's another story.
3: Yeah, and how'd those playoffs go for you Nick? You've
1: you've somehow
0: mentioned Kyla Murray twice in this mm. podcast. And DeAndre Hopkins I once. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I
3: can't wait for the
2: Isaiah Simmons um mention <laughs> of you the know, rookie of the year.
1: Oh no, I'm not I'm not I'm not that much of a homer. Um no. The right, the, 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 to be fair, the reason I was talking about DeAndre Hopkins was to say that Tyreek Hill was better than him. So, can we just count that as a mention?
2: Okay. I don't think you explicitly said he was better than him. I think that you, you said mentioned the be DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins as a prototype number one receiver.
1: Okay, I will now say that Tyreek Hill's better than DeAndre Hopkins. Well,
2: back well, your boys, stand, Chill, man. Wow. God. wow. I, I, don't,
1: I don't think I can make a right decision. You know. <laughs>
2: Absolutely
3: correct, mate. I'm, I'm set up for fail.
2: <laughs> Next team up. I think this is the one I'm most unsure about which way it's going to go. Is the Jacksonville Jaguars hiring Urban Meyer? Oh, I love it. I quite like it. I think it's fun. From those three reactions, Joe with a big thumbs down. Stan, I love it. Matt, I quite like it. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. This Joe, fun let's kick you off first. I
0: I don't know. Like I think it could has it has the potential to be good. I think. It's weird how the Jags have approached this. Like, I think they've they've given so complete control over the hiring staff to Urban Meyer. I mean, he hired the defensive coordinator who was like the interim head coach for the Falcons. Um, the Ohio State linebacker Anthony Schlegel, or whatever his name is, is the new strength and conditioning coach. He had he had held the interviews and had final say on the on their GM hire with Trent Balker or however That's you say his name as well. So it's like they've, they've instantly given him complete process control and coming from, you know, a college background into the pros, I think it's... They're, they're all in on him, which is good. But on the other end, I can see...
3: See, I think that was serving well.
2: It's not even that he doesn't he's got a college background it's that he's never done it at the pros.
3: Mm. But I kind of, I think the, the college background will work in his favor because I think Jacksonville are going to be such a young team for the foreseeable future. Um, like the fact that he's used to being around. No, but
0: in college you can completely control every day of your athlete's life. Whereas in naturally in the pros, you can't do that.
1: You, you don't have control of what people do when they go home
0: and have their own days.
1: You get limited time. You get limited time with the athletes, though, due to NCAA their regulations. Their schedule
2: so. is completely no, you can set control out for them, them. Better in college, the football program basically runs their life in college. Like, yeah. right, you're not allowed out of this. You've got a curfew here. It's, yeah. it's not the same at the NFL level.
1: I mean, Ohio State has has produced some absolutely great football talents over the year, and Open opened He's built winning programs at Florida. He's built a winning program at Ohio State. He's won everywhere he's been. He's he's a, he's and a great offensive line. left
2: mind. in a cloud of health concerns and controversy.
1: Oh, health concerns! He, did, he didn't want the job anymore. hand over to Ryan Day.
2: Well Did he end up in concerns. hospital when he was at Florida?
1: Oh, I don't know. Just. <laughs> he from his hospital bed. Um, And the other one, the the Still controversy the
2: that he's had at both Ohio State and Florida towards the end of his tenure.
1: Sorry, what what do you mean?
2: Well, like everyone that was in the Florida team, apart from Team Tebow, got arrested. Pretty much. Well,
1: that's because it was a crazy team.
2: Yeah, he wasn't running a fucking. That was
1: a crazy game. team. That was a crazy team.
2: Sometimes I mean, there were a lot of rumors it's... that he would let his star players just get away with things.
1: Well, he's gonna have to do that in the NFL too because they're adults. <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, Fair
0: enough, <laughs> it's not necessarily true. L. Thomas punched a guy got fired and hasn't been hired this season (laughs) at all. So it's not necessarily true.
3: Thomas strikes me as a bit of a knob. He does. If I'm honest. I mean, it's a a massive sidetrack we're talking about at Maya, but yeah. Um,
0: It has potential to be, but I'm just worried about the amount of power they've given him over the whole process immediately. Oh yeah,
3: it's got... It could either be... Yeah, it's either going to be brilliant or rubbish. Like, they've given him the keys to to the farm. To some
2: extent, you can basically say that about any hire, though. Yeah, there's less safety nets,
3: yeah. Yeah, you give the head coach final say on the GM. Does the head coach
1: get to fire the the GM then, or how does it work? Because the whole point of the GM is they they run the football operations, whereas... Yeah, but
2: Khan's very involved anyway, isn't he? Mm. He's like a Jerry Jones-esque almost guy. Yeah, he's a wannabe Jerry Jones. (laughs) All right, we do have a question pertaining to... This hiring, so word pertaining, thank you very much. So, let's hand over to superfan Nathan.
3: He has a voice note for you, lads. So, what do you think with Urban Meyer going to Jacksonville? Do you think he will take Clemson's Trevor Lawrence or go? And take Ohio State's Justin Fields as he was the one who recruited Justin to Ohio State back in the day I think as as a starting project, they know how they work together, I would probably go with the Justin Fields option because you've always got Gardner Minshew in the background there, when on the other hand, Trevor Lawrence does look like the next John Elway Andrew Luck
2: All right. So thank you very much, Nathan, for sending in that question. And if anyone does have any questions, feel free send them in to our social medias, Facebook at The Dropback UK, Twitter and Instagram at The Dropback. Matt, I could see your
3: hand up. What are your thoughts on this?
2: I just wanted to start <laughs> by saying I
3: fucking love Nathan. What a bloke. Um, but I mean, I completely see the point with in terms of, you know, the Urban Meyer and Justin Fields connection. But I just don't think you can... No. I don't think you can miss out on Trevor Lawrence.
1: If you're going to miss on Trevor Lawrence, it's because you prefer Zach Wilson because of his playmaking ability outside the pocket and his arm. What else he's about? To, what else he can do? And I, I do think that is a, that could be a decision we see made. Obviously, I prefer Trevor Lawrence, but Zach Wilson, I think, does have that rid- a ridiculously high ceiling as a quarterback. Justin Field is the quarterback three in this draft at the moment for sure.
2: I mean, Maya has been saying throughout his entire punditry sessions on. ESPN that Trevor Lawrence is his guy. That if he was taking number one overall, he would take Trevor Lawrence. It's like the whole Cliff
1: Kingsbury thing, isn't it? With Kyler Murray, when he said,
2: tedious. You can see why I did it though, is to drum up interest in Rogers at the time. I mean, the one thing I would say is that that ohio state thing is going to be there and we're going to have to talk about it all off season so yeah i am thankful for nathan that we managed to get this out of the way now rather than having oh, to answer it or beat around it every week
1: yeah there's no chance no, no matter I, I
2: where think, your no loyalty lie to, slide to ohio state or florida or whatever you can't pass up on trevor lawrence
0: he's by all means everyone said the direct mm-hmm. comparisons of john elway andrew lurk the coming out of the draft he's well, you, t- you talk about ceiling with yeah. Zach Wilson but the ceiling on Trevor Lawrence is potentially
2: yeah exactly legendary
3: um. yeah
2: yeah and I don't see how you can go into number one overall pig and think oh it doesn't matter if I- we don't get this right because we have Gardner Minshew like, I get what he's trying to say that they have Gardner Minshew there as a number two guy in case
1: Stop it. Yeah. you're making him angry
2: but if no, but if that thought's in the back of your mind, why are you taking yeah. Justin Fields anyway?
1: Yeah, Justin yeah. Fields is a no-go. He, I he don't can't, think he can't the, read the field.
2: I don't think Meyer was involved in Ohio State when when Fields transferred.
1: Yeah, um no, he, must must already, no, he? he recruited him originally. No, he recruited him originally, because the um during his original recruitment, um Fields he originally committed to Penn State, be um he was heavily recruited by Georgia and um ohio state as well he uh, he transferred well sorry he decommitted from penn state signed with georgia he was benched behind jake from didn't like that so he transferred into ohio state so yeah um although he didn't get to coach him i would was the one who recruited him okay. he was on that coaching
2: staff thank you for your college football knowledge stan no worries okay so from the most experienced coach on the list to the least actually the second least the LA Chargers hired Brandon Staley of the LA Rams. One season of defensive coordinator. Before that, he was the linebacker coach for the Denver Broncos. This is a real hit or miss, isn't it? Because this seems like, like uh, this a I like it. I don't mind it though.
1: This is like that whole thing you're talking about earlier in the season about how anyone who's been touched by Sean McVay is suddenly the next great thing. Oh, with that sounds like an accusation. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I think, you know, you know what I mean, but it's, I don't know, I don't know what to think about this, because the whole thing about head coaches, you need them to be a leader, you need them to be like a CEO of, the, of your organisation, and if Brandon Stadley can be that guy, fair play to him, I haven't
2: seen it. He looks a bit more Zach Taylory. Than he does, Matt Lafleur. Oh, don't wish there. that on
0: someone. <laughs> <laughs> he was a defensive coordinator who wasn't a
2: no line. I mean, the difference is, yeah, exactly. The, the difference is that with all those other McVeigh, um, Shanahan guys that have been hired, big for limited experience, were all offensive guys. Staley, yeah. this was his system. Yeah, that that's did true. It and he probably learned from the, Wade Phillips exactly. as well. I think he learned from Fangio. It's a, I mean, there is a lot of four water staff with rotations I think it's more Fangio than it is Wade Phillips. But...
1: Oh, fair play. He was there when Phillips was there last season, though, wasn't, no, he? It wasn't
2: he? No, he wasn't. Lam- I, I said this in the intro, Stan. His you nice said he was linebacker's line coach. Lam- I thought he was linebacker's coach with the Rams. Broncos.
1: Oh, there you go then, Fangio. <laughs> <I think laughs> that's what's
2: that's interesting about Fangio though, is that
0: there were a lot of rumours about, I can't remember what his name is, but the Bills offensive coach getting hired in this Chargers position because, yeah, because of um, Justin Brian Herbert. Dable. But like, the way I see it is Herbert was already great with Anthony Lynn, who I think we can all say was one of
2: the worst coaches last year, hence the firing. Yeah, but that not not necessarily from a design perspective, more... Yeah, the the issue head, with the charges over the last few
0: years yeah. have been time management injuries and defensive inconsistencies. And I think you look at like a team like the 49ers, for example... Rob Salah, we'll we'll mention him later, but he stayed consistent when people got injured last year. If you can have a similar thing with Brandon Staley here with the Chargers, because the Chargers, I don't trust them to stay healthy throughout a season, especially on defence. But if they can stay consistent, whether or not they're injured and build a winning scheme there, then I think it's a good pick. And he led what I believe was the best defence
2: in the league last year this year season, yeah, you'll look at them in the preseason and go, "Oh my god, they've got some talent." And then it's October, and by oh, god, is that injured reserve talented? Injured first mm-hmm. team pro
1: <laughs> all
0: been.
2: year. Well, you mentioned Robert Salah; he's an excellent analyst But I'm guessing from what you were saying there, Joe, you like this hire as well.
1: I love Salah. I think it's the best hire of the season. He's a great guy. He's a motivator, gets his players going. And this year, he proved he could deliver and coach a great game when he had a defence that was just riddled with injuries completely. Very impressed with the guy. Yeah, Big things to come in New York. Like we said before,
0: mm. it's about building a culture. I think Rob Salah's the perfect picket head coach to build that culture. He said he's not going to be calling any defensive plays. I also like the high they've made with the offensive coach and Michael Fleur coming in from the 49ers. Shanahan loved Sam yes, Donald. Love I'd that. be interested to see what Michael Fleur can do with
2: Sam Donald's hints of talent that we've seen. Well, I think Stan's mentioned it. or well, he's beaten over the head until it's had enough, but this system doesn't need amazing QB play. It, well, it doesn't need amazing talent at the QB position. It has very little of them. And Sam Darnold is a talented quarterback at his core, so should be able to succeed at this.
1: And this begs the this begs the decision now: Do you go Zach Wilson or do you go Pen Yeah, but they'll go with a QB
3: because it's stupid. Know. I don't know if they will though.
1: I, I don't. Th- I don't think it's stupid. I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit rushed. I think you could wait another year
2: before you start the clock. But uh, it's, you I don't need to up. go for a QB. There's also the instance as well is that if you're going for a QB, you trade Sam Darnold. But now that it looks like Watson and Stafford are both on the trade market, you get nothing. You get him. nothing for Sam Darnold. So yeah. what's the point?
1: He's, he's, he's up at the end of the year anyway. Rob
0: seller was and on, on the probably. Rich Eisen show, um, in, giving his like first interview since becoming the head coach, and he. Pretty openly talked about having quite long, in depth conversations with Sam Darnold, and he openly said that he trusts Sam Darnold as a starting QB. Whether or not that means, you know.
1: Josh Rosen also was also was could work in Cliff Kingsbury system, but.
2: And with his Cliff, <laughs> yeah. it's a trifecta, <laughs> the, the conglomerate. I'm
1: just making references that I'm confident with. Good. No, I know
2: what you mean. I mean, it's all. It's all hearsay at the moment. Like He's not going to say, oh, not a fan hey, come- he's a shitter. <laughs> uh,
3: what, that fucking gawky ginger? Yeah. No I think doubt. it's a
0: very <laughs> respected GM and Joe Douglas as well, though, to pair with. So I think this GM head coach yeah. pairing is, is, yeah, he is. is really good for the Jets. I'd be interested to see where they are in like five years. Yeah, you hear a lot of good stuff about both of mm. those guys. So yeah, every every player who's yeah. played under Rob Salah has nothing but... Great things to say about
1: them. Um, before the season does get underway, though, I'd like to just officially note that I'm jumping on board the Jets bandwagon
2: now. Oh fuck off! What does Stan. on board mean? Does that mean they go four and twelve? Does that mean they make the playoffs? Do they make do, the playoff? Push? I'm
1: saying they're going to be the they're going to be the next Carolina Panthers like team. They're going to
2: have a, a <laughs> sneaky <laughs> all right record. Season. Fantastic.
1: No, they're going to have a sneaky all right record for their for their quality of roster. And then next year they're going to they'll be like wild well, card.
3: If you didn't ride with them when they were two and fourteen, then don't jump on the bandwagon when they're three and thirty. Exactly. I'm
1: on the I'm on I'm on the bandwagon now, just like I was with the Panthers last season. This is my official my official claim to
3: you. You give me
2: horrible flashbacks to when I betted the 49ers and then I bottled it big time. But I can get. All right, and the last hiring so far
3: is Lincoln Riley,
2: big name superstar. N- yes. <laughs> Howie Roseman's best mate. He does all the draft stage? stuff, doesn't he? Yes, because you said it would be. I mean, why oh, are you yeah, going yeah, to have Nick done. Sirianni? That's what oh. I always said. And the only reason I didn't mention Nick Siriani is because I, I didn't I don't know, know who, who he was. Jinx it. <laughs> didn't know all know who he was? I mean, it. the whole thing, it looks like... The whole reason they've done this, Sirianni getting... Steichen Steichen in as the head as the OC from the Chargers oh, is. is basically being like right we've got to fix Carson Wentz yeah I didn't like yeah. the rumors coming out basically saying that Howie Roseman was all right with a QB game with a head coach getting a little bit of roster controlled not all but Lurie was the one that insisted that wasn't the case so mm. that doesn't fill me with confidence even if this goes belly up.
1: I think just having Harry Roseman your organisation now shouldn't fill you with confidence.
2: My biggest issue is that if you want an OC that hasn't called plays, why not go for one that has a really successful offence and has been there for a long time? You know, yeah. Eric B. Enemy?
3: Yes. But I it, is, it... it is fucking madness that Eric B. Enemy hasn't got a head coach yet. It is. Yeah. It is, it's is so insane. Ridiculous.
1: Considering how he was supposed to get one last year, he was supposed to get one this year. It's not. It's looking like he's not going to get one. And I don't think he'll take the Texans' job, even if he's uh, offered
2: well, it. Well, why would he? Exactly. It's a guaranteed failure.
1: He'll just wait. He'll wait for the right job to come along. And that could take a long time. But
2: I, Yeah, I wasn't huge on the enemy because of the whole no-calling plays thing. But if you're going to hire a guy that hasn't called plays anyway... You may as and well yeah, get the best someone one. that hasn't called plays for Be the honestly, best Honestly, was offense. this higher on your radar oh. or at all? Yeah, it's weird. I hadn't heard of him before he interviewed. Neither yeah. I. <laughs> I mean, all, all it's done, it seems to have pissed off Juice, Hale, Juice Staley, who's one of the locker room favourites.
3: So double win there. Excellente. Things are looking up in Philadelphia.
2: And the last team, Stan mentioned them. Houston Texans, TBD. Oh, it's you'd an assume, absolute you'd assume, poison chalice of
3: piss, mate. Well, it seems like <laughs> if they that? don't hire
2: the enemy, no Watson is pretty right. much
1: gone. So he's gone he's anyway. Gone either way. He said he's gone. No matter who they get, he's out the door.
3: He's had I enough.
2: Have, the one thing I don't get as well—not the one thing I don't get—you'd have thought Leslie Fraser was one of the last ones to be hired to be hyped with them, and now they've gone hmm. out of the playoffs, and they still haven't hired him yet. Clearly, that yeah, was all. True. Just smoke and mirrors. So you'd thought if they haven't hired anyone, they are holding out on the enemy. Well, they're waiting until Mike Petting gets fired. I mean, what are the chance they just end up on Todd Bowles?
3: This fucking team, man. Mate,
2: Bowles Todd Bowles better not take that job.
3: Todd should get a head coaching job. I wasn't um, very high on Todd Bowles before this season, but, but he's better It's the Jets situation, I wouldn't though, wish isn't the it? Texans on him.
1: No, is a great yeah, defensive he also, coordinator. He just was a very good head he, he coach. He had a terrible a situation
3: to go
0: in with the Jets and he going into another terrible situation with the Texans.
3: Yeah.
0: I think it's a terrible job for him to take.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, just give the man
0: some fucking time off.
2: Well, you were promised no predictions this week because there aren't any games and that all... Will... I'm going to be honest with you guys. It was a complete lie because <gasps> we've got all the awards to predict. So let's kick things off with the MVP. I don't think anyone did enough to unseat Aaron Rodgers. Is anyone going to have an issue with that one? No. You can
3: lock right. that one in. No, no in. Yum, yum,
0: yum.
1: Lock it in Chomper.
0: Statistically, one of the best years. He's a Hall of Fame candidate anyway. Did more with less big name talent around him than any other quarterback in the league it's a QB award just give him the award
3: pay the bet
2: okay and we're not going to do offensive play of the year because I'm against having two awards for the same thing makes no sense to me and you know what let's just rip the plaster off now as well we're not going to be doing the we're not going to be doing the FedEx ground and air play of the year because we're not sponsored by FedEx. Of the year, all that sort of stuff as well. We're going to do the main ones, and then we've got some fun little drop back awards that are, I'd say, more prestigious than all except the, the MVPs. The sure. Hickory Smokehouse
0: yeah. Boneless Chicken Wing Player of the Wing. Yeah.
2: Other uh, delivery services <laughs> and are available. So the defensive player of the year. Who have we got for this one? Because this one seems a bit it's more up out. for debate. Obviously, I was going to ask. <laughs> don't, don't, don't even really ask like him yeah, any questions about it, Howard. Stan.
1: Can you say that again?
3: It's Javen Howard. What do you so mean? you're
1: saying that not even the best cornerback in the league is not oh, Stan, for defensive player have... of the year?
3: You need to time out, mate. It's you... fucking Javen Howard and you know that's it is. That's win awards,
2: Stan. I mean, that's All true. The picks,
3: but... And outside of that, coverage-wise, he was really, really good as well. Like We've always said about Javen Howard that he's either going to
0: give plays,
3: an inception... Pardon?
0: He did give up a few big what? plays.
3: Yeah, yeah. So does everyone. Everyone gives up. Jalen good... Ramsey didn't. Like uh, Jane, Ramsey gives up plays sometimes.
1: Jair Alexander doesn't.
3: Oh, you know, Jair Alexander
2: is a great player. Isn't going to win the award because his name hasn't been mentioned fifteen hundred times
3: every week. Unfortunately. Oh God, damn it!
1: Twitter said he, he can't win the award, so he can't.
3: What well, he... he doesn't um, catch he won't because... from the other team very often. So, sorry, it's Javen Howard. I mean. Even T.J. Watt not getting mentioned. T.J.
2: Watt yeah, shouldn't get, get a mention. T.J. Watt get a Aaron Donald. Mention. Right? Mr. Trae Jordan's we done come a great job. Not mention Aaron Donald. Well, I've got Aaron Donald on my
3: list just as per because yeah, Aaron Donald's always in that conversation.
2: Uh, T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is
3: the, of... the hipster no, pick, Stan.
1: T.J. Watt is the most versatile. No,
0: it's just the
1: blind. T.J. Watt's probably one of the most versatile players blind in football. Fan.
3: To be yeah. fair, to be fair, outside
2: of Miami and us, because you mention him every bloody minute. I'd say the mainstream NFL fan didn't know much about Xavier Howard before this year. Which isn't right,
3: but it's probably true. Yeah. Nah, I feel How like people you... knew a fair bit about Xavier Howard last year.
0: Yeah, we did, because you mentioned him every freaking week, but the general <laughs> NFL fan doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a good player. Yeah, he's he's good. not defensive player of the year. He's he fucking excellent, mate. He's I mean, he, fucking and really there's always winning like winning one... Ever, he does lead the TJ league in that. TJ what's better. TJ Watt does I more for his team Watt. than well,
1: last year. What? TJ Watt
0: does more yeah, for his does. team. Fact. I'll go with it. But Aaron Donald does more, and we saw it in the, when he couldn't play a full game, which barely happens anyway. It was a significant impact on that entire defense. And
2: another defensive player of the year come that and Jaden. So,
1: does the this, great does thing this... about all
2: of this is that we'll find out in less than a week, which is. And it'll be Javen Howard, and you'll all be like, That's
1: ridiculous. No, it won't. And it, it literally be Javen Howard. Ridiculous. I mean, I think
2: it could realistically be Javen
3: Howard.
1: It won't be Javen Howard. you will be TJ yes, War, and Donaldson. Do I smell a. Put a sandwich a on sandwich?
3: it. Sandwich? I will stick a sandwich on it. It's Javen Howard.
1: I'll whack a saw on it too. Go on then. Right.
3: Boom. Whack Lock it, it in, jumper. Oh, Javen Howard.
0: Wait, he's so done. are you saying it has to be TJ Watt
2: stat? He's that yeah, to make it oh, fair, no. he's saying it has to be what he's saying how Okay,
0: so if you're either of you right, the other one gets a sandwich. That is how bets work.
2: Correct. Okay, moving on to Justin of the Year. Jefferson Is it Herbert or Jefferson for the award? Justin Herbert is now the better's favourite. But we going for predatory, we think. It should yeah, I agree with you. It should be Jefferson. He's broken so many records. It won't be whether though. it will be or not. Is it? Jef-
1: Jefferson's already one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Sorry, not quarterbacks, receivers in the league. He's already one of the top five receivers in the league. Yeah,
0: he is. he has been completely unreal. for Herbert. Uh, I mean, I've said this before where we were kind of mentioned the whole offensive rookie of the year rumblings. He's not going to win it because it's QB bias, and Herbert's obviously going to win it. But just watching Jefferson. I see so much of Devonte Adams. Uh, his route running ability is is ridiculous.
1: Are you sure you weren't watching the Green Bay game today? <laughs> um,
0: yeah, broke the rookie receiving record for a reason. He's been completely unreal. Herbert
1: broke the um, Herbert broke the passing yards record though. Give it to the Jeff man. Just do it. I, I say, I say, Jeff man. They're too. both about That's as exactly
3: effective as fingers. What's that about? Yeah, I was counting... My, I was gen, after Stan said he's a top five uh, wide receiver, I was trying to count on my hands who I would say who I'd put above him. And I can generally only think of four people that i definitely have above him. So oh, you put I... Alshon Jeffrey on the list. Alshon Jeffrey up? can kick rocks, mate. <laughs> Obviously a
0: joke. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson Aguilar, surely.
3: Yeah, I mean, Jefferson's right up there with fucking Jakeem Grant. So who've you Ford, got? Devontae
2: Adams, <laughs> Tyreek Hill, them? DeAndre
3: Hopkins... Who else would you put up there? Adams, Julio, Hopkins, Tyreek. Thielen? No, Thielen's. Nah, I prefer nah. my name's Jeff.
0: There are times where Diggs. like, and you look back at it and you dig.
2: Maybe digs,
1: to be fair. Mike,
0: Mike Evans, Evans. I don't know. Oh, no, Mike no, Evans, fuck No, off, no
2: Mike,
1: so. Mike Evans, can no, get out of um, there.
2: That's putrid. DK Metcalf? No. no Tyler Lockett? Let's no. no. not go oh, through every single receiver in the league. <laughs> What about, is about Keenan Allen? What about than Rakey. Keenan
0: Allen. Well, he looked better last year, anyway. He's better than he Keenan better Allen. Last year. I'll take yeah. Jefferson yeah. over, Allen.
3: This is actually quite a, I think quite a problematic you look at statement it. you've made. It, you so. look
0: back at the tape and you're like, oh, some people say he was, like, schemed open, but in a lot of those schemed open plays, he's just his route running is so nasty that he just completely burns he's, the guy he's, covering He's just it. crisp. Yeah, mm. he, he does all those, like, Shift, looking one way, going the other way—that I could never even dream of doing. I
3: I love the way you describe wide receiver releases. Hey,
2: I played fullback for a reason. Good. I love it. I love it. Okay, and the opposite of the award, the defensive rookie of the year. This seems a tougher one because it seems there's more of an open field. No one really separated from the pack, especially. For this one, it could go in a lot of different directions, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I, with I you. thought
3: Jeremy Chin for a while, he, he had a really nice stretch <laughs> that is bang out of order. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeremy's Jeremy Chin is, is was very good, especially he had, he had that like few game streak in the middle towards the middle end of the season where it was outstanding. Um,
2: there'd be a bit more noise about him probably if he was playing either on a win, winning team or a bigger
3: market. It seems. Panthers yeah. don't get a whole lot of pub, so yeah. no. But I think Antoine Winfield Jr. has been sick as well. He has. Yeah, Winfield Jr. has
1: been awesome. He's been really the
0: Bucks big. really missed him in the in their playoff game as well. Mm. I mean, they still won, but yeah, but yeah. It was a notable difference.
1: They could have won by more, Matt. That's the
2: point. Chase yeah, Young,
0: you he's got a realistic shot at it. He elevated what Chase was a Young's good D line to one of the best league, best in the league now.
1: Um Yeah, chase um, yeah, and the number phenomenal.
0: two overall pick as well, delivering on expectations at number two is is quite impressive. Absolutely, but on the same side, Antoine
3: Winfield
0: fell to the second round and was still he did. one of the biggest impact players.
3: not take him to be honest. But...
0: Yeah. I mean, if Patrick it Queen could is. cover half as good in pass coverage as he could stop the run,
2: uh, then you know. Yeah, but that's half his job, Joe. So you're saying, oh, if he could do half the job?
1: I thought Queen was supposed to be a coverage specialist.
2: No, he was yeah, a I prototypical thought... linebacker. What are you on about? Oh, you're thinking of Kenneth Murray? Kenneth
1: Murray's been
0: really good, though. To be fair, he's he's no, been Patrick, underrated.
1: No, Patrick Queen was supposed to be a pass coverage specialist. Not
2: really. I where he was speedy was... side to side no. kind of guy. Yeah, he was. No. Like, that's where he was. I might be getting either way. Up. It turns out. He's not great at the pass coverage. Well, he only played linebacker for like one year at LSU. What
0: was oh, he before that? I think it was like a running back first. I, I'm not entirely Wait, sure. He definitely he wasn't was
2: redshirted. No, he he went in at a different position and changed. Either way, moving on because I don't. We don't need to discuss the intricacies of.
3: Lightning McQueen.
2: His play style, what position he is, what position he's not. Kenneth Murray doesn't Bradley. have to shout it though. It doesn't matter right on now. No. He does, but he's not going to no. win it. Honourable mention. And our final award that we're going to preview from the real awards is Coach of the Year, Matt. If you had to pick someone that wasn't Brian Flores, I wouldn't who would you pick.
1: No one. Just spoil humorous. His, he'd sp- no, he'd spoil his ballot. Let's be I real.
3: Spoil my ballot. Humorous disgusting manner possible. Um hmm.
0: His brain doesn't work like that. It's Kevin Sosfansky.
1: If if it doesn't oh. begin in if, if his name doesn't begin in sh- and end in Orn McDermott, then you're wrong.
2: No. Well but yeah, if it starts in and ends in Dayball.
1: Because Brayball isn't a word.
2: <laughs> the, Brian Dayball. The way I see
0: it, Mr. Staniel, is that the, the Browns last year were a complete mess. We we all saw that uh, a bunch of big personalities on the team failure to corral it. But, yeah, just look how far they've come. He's built a winning culture with the Browns. They've managed to go from nothing to a playoff win for the first time in 20 years. Whereas, you look at Sean McDermott, yeah, it's impressive what he's done with Josh Allen. But I think a lot of that's on the GM and the talent they've been able to build around him. I'm not saying it, that he doesn't deserve it. And Brian and in terms of culture,
1: no, I I go Sean McDermott there in terms of the culture that he's built there, like the development of Josh Allen, the whole like spirit behind that roster. I think I think is pretty amazing. In terms of Kevin Stefanski, are we just going to give him the award for uh, having a, an outstanding offensive roster and just them living up to standard? Because I feel well, like when they could. What you like that, that?
3: Doesn't sound as fun.
2: Exactly. <laughs> or are we just going to give it to Aaron Rodgers for being the most talented player and passing it to the <laughs> most touchdowns?
0: Yeah, that that's works that's good point I mean like he, he managed to they've consistently not lived up to their potential and then a coach comes in and unlocks that potential then I think it's worth you know recognising that as being a good coach or being one of the I oh, don't
2: know I think Tim McDermott's got this in the bag and jokes aside because I can see Matt's itching to say it, Brian Flores does deserve yeah, he, he's a, a looking at the award as well
1: yeah no Flores it's, it's either going to be Flores or McDermott realistically
2: I think the odds have got McDermott I'm in the really lead confused by this
1: followed whole by Stefanski,
2: Stefanski hate it's
1: not Stefanski hate it's just more love for Flores and McDermott than anything I don't? love all okay, three all of them
2: you all love no hate I love all three absolutely yeah.
0: they're, they're all great coaching uh, great coaches but I just think Stefanski's helped his team more this year in comparison to last year than than the other two options
3: yeah
2: fair enough Okay, and so that does wrap up the Real Awards. Moving on to the Dropback Special Awards, if we remember what they all are next year, will be an annual occurrence. That could be fun. So the first one would be the Shithouse of the Year. Definition, please. Think Sergio Ramos. Think we'll (laughs) kick you in the shins fall down holding his face and just take the absolute piss of the whole situation yes i think the americans call it gamesmanship but but it's shit Shithouse shit it. is a better term so who do we all have
3: oh it's gardner johnson isn't
2: it it's gardner johnson he's gardner just the, the ultimate johnson. troll i've got a few more for you
1: go on spit out so. we've got juju sorry
2: juju
3: Nah, I feel like housing is
1: no, t- too much. Doing, no, doing Reddit. TikTok dances and then losing. Doing TikTok dances and then losing does not count as a shithouse. That's just. I Looking
0: don't know. Like it's, a just prick. it's just
1: being yeah. a loser.
0: Would we say yeah. the. NFL?
3: But then he has also really rolled me up. You've literally you just said his name, Slew, and yeah. I'm angry. He,
2: so. rent, to be fair, he lived in around. Defenders' heads rent free for much of that second half of that season. Yeah, that is that is I fair. mean, if and if that's not you don't have to back it up with shithousery, really. that's the great thing about you, it. Can, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can dance on a logo and just lose every game from there on.
2: Okay. That's respected. The other two I've got are Doug Peterson's blatant tank job of yes, Nate, that's Nate, a good one. benching Nate Sudfeld and but you said that wasn't a tank job at the time. You quite yeah, into I'd it I didn't say it wasn't a tank job, it. I didn't say it was fine. You, his so argument whoever, was who made that cares? that decision? That was my argument, and I if you remember at this time the best thing about it was the reactions of Giants fans. That yes. again, if not a reaction, thank you, Matt Shithousery. And the third one was Greg Williams just not giving a fuck with his play call against the Oakland Raiders. That's committing to the tank. Oh my
3: god,
2: that is committing to the tank. Oh and it was
3: I. I feel a bit sorry for him though because it it kind of feels like. It, it was like, oh yeah, we're, we're tanking, we're tanking, and then at some point during that game, someone decided they weren't tanking, and no one told Greg Williams. And but he's the like, the coaches yeah, tanking, don't we're tanking, tank. tank. And then coaches
1: like, don't tank. He just loves all out blitzes.
3: I mean, but it's his guilty, guilty pleasure.
1: pleasure. That's, that's terrible. It is terrible. That's, that's why he got fired. I like the fight. Doug Peterson pick. Doug Peterson. I like it. it's, it's like fun. trying to
3: hide a fucking boner in speedos. That play, <laughs> <It was laughs> cool, man. Like... I don't know. My favorite
2: was the Juju one, but you. I'm trying to think who was more angry, defenders or Giants fans?
3: That's a close
1: one. Can I have Nicola- Can I have the Nickelodeon for this for, for having for Mitch Trubisky as the? Uh, that's not Nickelodeon. The, that, the is, that is just
0: everyone who voted. No, no on for that, point. that.
1: Sorry, for all the people who voted on that Nickelodeon poll, you win this award for having Mitch Trubisky as yeah, the Nickel- like you said Nickelodeon the flag, valuable he player. He played
2: well. No, but it's a meme, but it was, though, isn't it? It was, it was the whole joke.
1: reward for
2: winning that is that you get slamed. It's
1: Mitch Trubisky.
2: Everyone, I feel it has to be someone involved in the game if we're going to have any legitimacy to this award.
3: Otherwise, you can go down the. Um, who was it? The, was it the Minnesota fans who? Oh no,
1: Carlton Davis actually for when he tweeted tu- when he tweeted "Oh, slant boy" after um. That was looking good. at Michael. Was Torres. that actually? That was yes. sad. I
3: thought it was a burner. Account. Yeah, that
1: was Carlton Davis. No, I'm was pretty saying, sure it's Carlton it was his, Davis.
3: He said it with his chest; that was his actual count.
1: Because he was basically like, "I wasn't going to say anything," but then Mike Thomas came out and said stuff, so I had to respond.
3: And,
2: <laughs> and his response was, "Yeah, but that's not him coming, coming it, out and me. saying it; just <laughs> himself it's for just no me. reason." <laughs> he yeah, it was. My it
3: stories. wasn't a brave piece of shit. I was right. Yeah, well,
2: exactly. I mean, I do want to give it to you. Still can so I don't.
1: I don't know. I'm going. God, Gardner Johnson for me. He just has to win it. You said about three
2: de- people to
3: win it. The thing is with Gardner-Johnson... All he did was get punched in the head. No, but this is the, this is why it's brilliant, right? Because <laughs> we don't know what he fucking said to get he's punched. He's done it
1: twice, yeah. though. There's such a mystique
3: around the whole situation that they've they attacked him so. twice, so he's clearly been a prick. But we he, don't he know what it is.
1: He
0: pulled his chain esque Why does everyone keep wearing a chain
2: to games? Why don't you just take the chain, chain. chain off? Take the chair. It must be fucking brilliant. Fair enough. Right. Yeah, fair enough. Congratulations to Chauncey Gardner-Johnson for the first ever drop-back shithouse of the year. It's our MVP. It's the most
3: important thing. It is our MVP. Yeah. Well done. Congrats. You earned it. We think you earned it anyway.
2: And moving on to the most detrimental to their own team. Joe, you got one?
0: We've already said him. it's Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, I
3: actually quite like this.
0: I get the whole, he was doing it before, but it's the fact he continued to do it after they were losing. And it took Mike Tomlin having a private word with him for him to realise it was a stupid thing to do. What happened to the good old days where someone dances or tries to celebrate on the Cowboys logo, the whole team piles them? Yeah, you don't, you just don't do it. It's, it's, It's pretty simple. It's pretty immature ridiculous and it does annoy me (laughs) it's just it's unnecessary drama and it drew attention to a Steelers offense that got completely exposed it's not that good everyone's saying you know Juju was the positive direction at receiver after the drama with Antonio Brown it just that's a a shitload more drama this year it brought unnecessary attention and I think it might have even played a role into
2: how their season rolled out. It's a lovely point, and you've clearly thought about it, but it's wrong because it's Cam McNair and to be. Oh, explain. It's yeah. a good point. Well, I mean, they've taken a they've taken a franchise with a promising quarterback and a great defensive player, and driven them both out of town by just being from what seems Belens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean that, that's a, fair, that's a very a fair it. point. Can we talk about um, Anthony Lynn for this award as well?
2: could
3: yeah yeah that's a good point actually terrible the, time this fucking lessons. ineptitude at being mm-hmm. able to manage a clock
2: what about adam gaze for winning two games once he was basically already fired that shithouser
1: shithousery, shithousery. actually
3: fuck he's just a part of crap and he's it, a really? part of crap he's not really isn't like, it's not really
2: bantery enough to be shithousery that's what I mean because no, you know he's just, that
3: rich at his job.
2: just yeah. Yeah, having a massive ego
3: but yeah. exactly it's just blind hubris as opposed to like pre-planned
2: it's McNair or be though isn't it surely for like ruining the best yeah. thing about your franchise
3: yeah that is true that takes real yeah, as like, as you. I, I understand shit. your
2: point about Juju but if if he doesn't do that I don't think it makes any difference to their offense yeah, yeah but it was just it was just detrimental the sort of to the image
3: Mm. I, I, and I I, mean, I, 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 I did, I see what Joe's point was in terms of like drawing attention to a unit that was the weakest unit on that team and didn't need added spotlight. In fact,
0: it. he's a grown man. At the end of the day, he's <laughs> like he's not a rookie anymore. He's coming to the end of his. This is a contract year for him, right? Like,
3: yeah, he's a he's a free
0: agent. Poss- yeah, like I, I think it was just a stupid thing to do. But you mentioned. Cal McNair and Jack be, and I've got to agree, like they've completely screwed the pooch on what Bill O'Brien did a pretty good
2: job of screwing in the first place. Mm. You thought stop that it, O'Brien's it. firing would have been the turning point, and it was just further downwards. <laughs> All
3: right. The yeah, I think mean, you've got to lock them in.
2: Penultimate award... The Matthew Stafford Award for the biggest wasted talent. Saquon Barkley.
3: Yardley played this year though, fella.
2: Exactly. You know, I meant like it's like a good performance that goes wasted, Joe. You said you biggest go, waste,
0: wasted you've talent. talent. You've torn your ACL. You said biggest wasted talent. I said this has happened two, his years ACL, man. This two years ago. You're the biggest wasted talent
3: for misunderstanding the question. A year. Uh, he's <laughs>
0: wasted a year of one of the best promising running backs lives. He tore his ACL week two. Yeah, but the way he got injured the injury itself he he got banged up went out of the game and then they put him back in like three plays later and then he tore his freaking ACL Yeah, but it's still not a smart
1: thing to do His decision is the turf at MetLife Field.
2: They don't put him back in three plays after. That happens all the time. How often are people questionable to return and then they're back in the game
3: Crew, especially running backs as well.
2: Because no one cares about really
3: banged up. I mean, for this award, surely it's I mean Deshaun Watson's the obvious pick, right? But also like James Ooh. Robinson was fucking great this yeah. year. I've, and it I've, counted for, for absolutely zilch. Cook. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad shit, actually.
1: Check out their um Demarcus Lawrence as well.
3: You can put um you can if, you want, if you want, if you back it
1: up. I'm going I'm gonna lob it out there into the room so you can feel free to just
3: Swat
1: Swat it down. Yeah, and, and Randy Gregory as well, for that matter. All right,
3: well, let's not take the piss,
2: Dan. The difference is that Watson brought I mean, success class. on his unit, and it and it was a defense that was bad. Robinson had yeah. success. I don't think you can point to a Cowboys. Game really, where it's like, oh, the Marcus Lawrence took over that game by the scruff of his neck. No, Not but he, that he's a I don't player. think he
1: can. He like, can't. He can't really because there's nothing else yeah, in that D line apart from Randy and Gregory. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't think he quite hit the heights so that the other players did, and he had some bad yeah, games no, that's fair. as Yeah, well. no, that's fair. play. Yeah.
1: It was just a suggestion. Well, that I thought I'd no, let.
2: No, you know what? I love that you're widening the
1: debate.
0: It could go to and the man himself, good. Matt that's Stafford. I
1: mean, the bus a bit. That's a bit. too no, his best year.
3: <laughs> Too long. Too long it was a bloody wasted year though. He wasn't the best at being a Matt Stafford this year. Matt Stafford yeah. wasn't the yeah. I think it's Deshaun Watson. I mean yeah, I think he it was has to be excellent yeah. this season amid an absolute car crash of a franchise. So
1: What about Joe Mixon as well?
3: Yeah.
1: Joe Mixon. Maybe. Yeah. He missed half the year. He was No, I know, but still, I'm just saying.
0: We're not
2: oh, starting we're this not, injury we're not allowed
1: to talk about
0: injured running backs.
2: He still was good. He had two 100 yard time. games out of eight, or something
3: Get, like that. Look at scrimmage he yards mate.
1: on a bad team.
3: I think it's two because we didn't give him enough weapons. Well, Sean, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll give, I'm glad he's about
2: the sarcastic you're right tone. It's to, it's to Sean Watson. Yeah. And <laughs> the final <laughs> award, which is a, is a positive award, we've got one positive in there, is the unexpected breakout of the year. Jameson Robertson. I mean, James Robinson. <laughs> James. James. <laughs> <and Robertson>. James. <laughs> yeah, not a bad shout. Yeah. Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen was
2: sick. Like, who was expecting him at the beginning of the year to be anywhere close to that MVP we, we
0: all, uh, yeah. We all said he needs to step up with know. Stefan Diggs around him.
3: Yeah, but that's the same way you say that at parents' evening when your kid's being shit at maths. That it's not, you're not expecting it to happen. It's almost it's like surrounded a threat, you like with you elite, elite mathematicians. Bear. This is
0: actually this is a, there's
3: there's been quite Chase a few Claypool
0: likes. deserves a mention. Just generally, yeah, yeah. Justin Hut. Yeah. You Justin called Herbert, it though, Joe. Sorry. I don't think you can say that I Chase Claypool. Did you corner? I literally did after the draft, mate. Get fucked. <laughs> Go back and listen to the episode. You had,
1: had you watched any Chase what Claypool film?
0: Watch the what? tape. I think you just saw the size of him. He <laughs> just looked at the looked man
3: him and was like,
1: player. <laughs> Is it because he was a big body receiver? Big body receiver. Big body receiver, man. Uh, uh.
3: I mean, I do have a homer pick, which would be... Uh, two right, Torres. No, it's Solomon Kindley, who we drafted in like the sixth round or fifth round or something as a guard. And everyone was like, he's probably, like, probably going to be like third choice guard. And he started the whole season and was fucking excellent for the Dolphins.
2: Yeah. Very nice. You know that we can't give it to him, don't you?
3: Yeah, I fully understand that he's nowhere near getting this, but I just thought I'd throw his name in
2: there. Joe, seems like you had one.
0: No, I was just saying good good on Matt for calling out an offensive lineman, even if it was a complete Dolphins shambles.
1: Oh, you could go Wyatt Teller, actually, from the Browns then.
2: Mm. Or Jordan Malata from the Eagles.
1: Yeah. Um, DJ Humphries as well from the Cardinals, in fact. Hey! The boy,
3: give the big boys some love. DJ he Humphries had, had would game. be
1: unexpected because he was Hassan generally Redick. terrible. Hassan Reddick, I think, yeah, to be fair, he had a couple great games, but it wasn't really consistent. So I'd say no.
2: It's James Robinson or Josh Allen realistically, isn't it? Yep, I'm the um, good go James I think James Robinson, Robinson was a biggest. surprise. I'm happy surprise. to give it James Robinson. So, yeah, was he undrafted or seventh round? He was un- seventh undrafted at Memphis. Season, wasn't he? Was he... Just- I'm I'm undrafted.
0: Undrafted. seventh round and undrafted, undrafted are
2: basically the same thing they're,
0: they're both in the cut yeah. zone
2: really
3: technically players. not but i get what you mean
2: but yeah you um, wouldn't expect him to be a, one of the top rushers by the end of the year on a team that couldn't actually really do anything so doubly yeah. impressive good so on you mate congratulations james Robinson, for winning basically the only positive award we have maybe there. we should add some more we
3: dicks? is that is that something we yeah, should write i do like it? think it's
2: I, I
1: think it's sam's move it's, if anyone's a dick, it's sam for choosing these negative that's a words. good point <laughs> a that.
2: that was a ticket, all right what, what do you want best at making daisy chains grow <laughs> up Stan. we live in the real world <laughs> <laughs> nice and that does bring us to the end of today's show thank you so much for listening Make sure you check out all of our social media. We've got a giveaway competition going on right now with Hickory Smokehouse. You can win a free Super Bowl feast. You just have to comment and tag two people on our social media pages: Instagram at the Dropback, Twitter at the Dropback, and Facebook at the Dropback UK. Check out our website thedropback.com or .co.uk. Thank you again for listening. I've been Sam. I've been Matt. I've been Joe,
1: and I've been Stan. Until next time. The Drop Back. With Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson.
3: My jokes don't feel as funny.